I'm recording. Oh, fuck yeah. Hopefully it caught that little bit. It did not. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. So God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. And I'm in no rush, so like. Do you want to warm up? Oh, that's great. Yeah. We're warming up now. You want to do some push-ups? And edit this. Uh, Why would you? No, absolutely not. Why not? Uh, I'm so tired right now. Oh. I don't want to do push-ups either. I'm wearing a nice sweater. Oh, that's the perfect time to do it. What? This bit sucks. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Morning, and welcome to a very special holiday party. That was awesome. <laughs> holiday party episode of Don't Feed the Artists. The I'm Hagen. Party. The company party company that party. you're all the compass party. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Just give you a dollar. Here's a canceled button. What if I cancel for say? Oh, whatever. Fine. I'll take it. Is, what's the exchange rate for cancel bucks to dollars? Uh, I don't know. Who are you? Dave. Nice. I'm Adam. I'm Jackson. And we are Don't Feed the Artist. Didn't yeah. I say that? No, maybe. What do you all drink? You said other things. People might have ignored what you said. Well, first on the menu tonight is, uh, is oh, uh, I'm excited about this, is the Sonic Hard Seltzers. I have a cherry limeade here. I'm going to open this up. Why don't you guys explain uh, what, what flavors you have and how they taste? I have a classic lemonade that Dave originally had and I traded him for, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I made you a good choice. I think you did. I have original limeade, and this is kind of, it's very tart. Cherry, cherry limeade's quite good, actually. This is this is quite delicious. Well, yeah, cherry limeade is the only one that I could see actually being decent. No, yeah. but lemonade is fine. It's just like any of those like hard lemonade things, actually. Yeah, like there's I not the much short straw different. Mm. But, but there's two more of those upstairs. <sighs> but Sonic, but Sonic <laughs> cherry limeade is really good, so it makes sense that this would be really good. Yeah. Why uh, does everybody but, have a hard seltzer? Uh, why? Because you gave it to us. Mm. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, like, everyone, <laughs> like, every brand. Oh, oh. I thought you were saying oh. you wanted, like, credit. It sells. For... No, no, I'm not. No. I don't it want will, credit And tell everyone why everyone has a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, obviously, you, obviously doesn't sell because these were on sale, right? So Yeah. Uh, this, uh, these over, just came out. Well, I think Sonic's probably a little worried. People are like, alcohol from Sonic? I'm not sure about this. I think, well, I think this makes a lot of sense as far as the seltzer thing goes, but yeah. I think everybody's already over it. So doesn't even like Crown Royal have a seltzer? Probably, yeah. And it's like, any any name you sense. can mention of alcohol probably has one now. Oh. Yeah, apparently the Topo Chico one is confusing because people go to a bar and order a Topo Chico and they're like, "Oh fuck, do you want uh, a seltzer or do you want yeah. an actual Topo Chico?" <laughs> I'm I'm shocked. I've heard that that Topo Chico one isn't as good as you would think. It's not very good. You would assume a Topo Chico one is just like that's easy. Yeah, and because like part of the style of Topo Chico is that it's particularly bubbly. Is that correct? Yes, it's very spicy. Spicy, and uh, apparently it's the bubble king. As the as a, as a seltzer, it's not as uh, spicy. Mm. Ranch water, spicy. I yeah. have some of that if you want it. Uh, maybe later. Maybe you later. Don't want you to know, choke on your water. Oh, I love choking on my water. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Hey, I didn't fucking say shit about that one. Um, a second on the menu tonight is uh, is a classic, and I, I had to bring a classic for us tonight, everybody. And I have no uh, idea I'm, of what it is. I'm opening it up, and so we have a Dr Pepper here, ah. and we have we have the Jackson classic of wine oh, and Dr ah. Pepper. Now you don't have to have it, but I bought I bought it just in case you know, just a fun little celebration. Diablo. It's well, the end of the year. Why don't y'all uh, get this started while I open this up? 
So we are here to, to do our holiday party. Uh, we're not actually going to talk about anything important. We're just going to party and you guys get to listen. Wouldn't that be funny if that's what we did? Party with us. Yeah, it's just a three-hour episode of us sitting around drinking. Getting <laughs> three hours? I'm going to get some cork. I just, picked a number. <laughs> I just picked a number to scare Jackson. Man, the cork is already coming up without me even like pulling it up. That's a good is bottle. It, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Are you going to have some DP and wine? Me? Yeah. No, this is for you, Dave. I don't want all of it. <laughs> hey, don't say that. I didn't got this for us. I did. I did get two bottles of each. So Whoa. just to be safe. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Jackson, we know you had a long day at work. work. Yeah. <laughs> well, worst case scenario, Jackson can just have the Dr Pepper. You know. I'm gonna break this. Uh, keep going. Okay. Yeah. So so it's, uh, it's your house. So. We we are going to talk about our albums of the year today. Um, and we're going to just have have some fun talking about some other fun topics. And we're also going to shout out our listeners' album of the year who sent them in. But we'll do that towards the end. Um, so without further ado, let's start this off. Dave, you could go in first. Uh, sure. Oh, I didn't mean to put that in order. <laughs> oh, so I'm, anybody's... I'm... Dave? Yeah, I can just... <laughs> <We're all rolling>. <laughs> <laughs> Your band my, didn't break up. <laughs> my, my pick for album of the year is uh, Every Time I Die is Radical. But the reason I picked it is because... Uh, it kind of reignited my enjoyment of heavy music, which I've been out of for a while. For anyone that listens to the show, you know I've been pretty hooked on Dawes, and um, which you saw recently. I saw them recently, and it was incredible. But yeah, every time I die is that record is really really good. It was. I remember I saw them open up for Coheed a few years ago. Like right b- before the pandemic. Yeah. By the way, this uh, bottle. I don't know what's going on. How many on artists? How many artists does it take to open a wine? It's bottle? wild. What's going on? <laughs> Hagen is the strongest one of the four of us. Oh! Oh, he got it. Did you uppercut yourself? <laughs> oh, fuck. I got it. I got it. I got it. I did right, not hit gonna... myself in the face. <laughs> now to smell the cork. We're gonna let it breathe. Ah, yes. <laughs> We're gonna let it breathe. Dude, fucking just like look at this cork. It is, it is fucking. It, it's, it's a chode, man. Look at that thing. <laughs> I'll take the National Parks cup. Does anybody else want uh, some wine? Maybe a Dr Pepper. <laughs> I will. I will have some. I will have some. Yes, okay. indeed. Sure. I will have some, but I got to finish this uh, very sugary water first. <laughs> so recently, we talked about on a, the news episode that there was kind of some trouble in the water with the band, but it, it seems like. During Tid the Season, uh, their yearly uh, festival show that they put together, the band played. So that's a good sign. I mean, it doesn't. That's not everything, but the might plan, be their last show. Yeah, the plan was for them to play no matter what, and 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 just kind of go from there and see what happens. Um, it is. It is very. It, it it seems like they're working it out. All the posts that I've seen since the news episode where there was some some uh, problem with them, things have seemed to. There were texts apparently. Yes. Um. So, but things that uh, things have seemed to be getting better. And uh, Keith Buckley did also post a very adorable video of uh, his daughter watching him play for the first time since she was like an infant, and she is like just like headbanging the entire time. It's adorable at the That's show. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. It's a it's a pretty long album. Are all their albums that long? No, they're not. No, no. It's it's fifty minutes, right? Yeah, it's, but it's like, like what that. fifteen songs? It's a, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it looks intimidating when you look at the, the song list. Yeah, um, it's it definitely is is up there for so many like like 
album lists that I've seen, especially in the metal category, it actually has gotten a lot of number one picks on metal websites as the best album of the year, and it deserves it. It really is an incredible album. No, and it's it's in top five of like rock and metal lists yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Which, yeah, that makes sense. And I know there was some people who were saying like, oh, why didn't it get Grammy love? And I don't think it was... It came uh, out in October. Qualifying? Yeah. I don't know the qualifying for the Grammys. And I, I hope I never do. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it came out in October, so um, it's. It, it, I think it must be too late, um, but it's such a good fucking album. It's insane. Does that mean it can be considered for next year? Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, but then there's always the problem of like it came out too long ago for people to remember at that point. Right. But it was a, a pretty radical album, I must oh. say. Um, that they they released a couple songs from it uh, that I remember seeing those and i was just like mm, this is like super exciting to hear um what other metal i guess there's like lorna shore what other like big metal albums came out Gojira. a lot of really big releases came out there was spearbox's uh, album too. was like that, that too. the spearbox album was like a, a not a sleeper but it was their first like lp and people it was it was a huge sensation uh colors too um uh, I'm, I'm forgetting a couple there's a silent planet record um see you soon space cowboy that's a really uh, that record's really cool um but metal had a great year um but every time i die definitely deserves to be at the top of that fucking hill there was one song that like threw me for a loop on it where um like it's basically keith buckley just singing like actually singing yeah not screaming is that things with wings yeah i think so that's it yeah that was my favorite not not just because of that but it like it genuinely threw me for a loop it's yeah it's uh, it, a lot of it threw me for a loop, especially that that song towards the end of the record where it's like some old carnival music sounding stuff, and then it's the band comes in and it's very sporadic for a second, and then it stops, and then it's more carnival music. I'm yeah. I'm super super curious to see how they're going to do that live. Have they that have they been playing a lot of it live? Yeah, too? yeah, okay. yeah. Because they because they so they announced like the tour they just did really last minute, and it was like their album release tour, and it came together kind of last minute, and it was pretty short. And the band 68 opened for them, and the singer for 68 was also a feature on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they did that, and then they're actually going to, uh, they're supporting Under Oath this next year um, on Under Oath's big tour. So uh, I'm going to go see Spirit Box and Every Time I Die play and leave before Under Oath. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, yeah, metal, baby. Adam, what did you think about this album? This is really, this is, uh, this is I'm so curious. The, uh, the first song I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this 50 minutes. <laughs> did you get but, through the whole thing? Yeah, I got, that through, wasn't I, a I got through the whole thing. I actually listened to it twice after that because I did like it. Um, and like the second or third song is kind of where I was like, I, I kind of like this. Post-boredom? It does feel a little bit long to me, but that's just like personal taste for like, I don't really want to have like a whole hour of that maybe. But I like that they broke it up with the slower songs though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works really well together because of that. I, I really wish that things with wings, I think is what it was called. I really wish that was the closer. Cause I was like, this would be a fucking great closer. Adam, was it the song post boredom that got you into it? If that's it starts the second with the, or... starts with the bass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's like, that for me is one of the songs of the year. That, that song is absolutely incredible. Things with feathers. Oh, Close. <laughs> it's close though yeah but it's not it <laughs> it's you know it's a close newer enough. record yeah but you've been super into every time i die from like early on right got a like, phenomenon yeah yeah but which, then 
what that's their like third album something like that i think yeah it's around 2007 2008 i've always felt about them that they're not like between the barrier to me is a metal band i've always felt that uh they sit um sorry uh every time i die sits in that kind of like uh southern rock yeah i yeah. think they're very like motley crew esque yeah. where it's just like not that they are motley crew in their sound but they're very like yeah if motley crew were a band like forming today it would sound like every time i die yeah and I they'd mean, act like them too and they're and they're they, they really are like i think probably like the best and most famous hardcore band too which is like a, yeah. another like it's that southern metal hardcore vibe and they fit within the metal category but it's only because they like have distorted guitars and it's an easy yeah. place to put them and they're from buffalo new york so yeah. not southern at all <laughs> not southern at all <laughs> Going back to those singles that you, you were talking about earlier, Jackson, those singles, when they came out, I think all of us as Every Time I Die fans were like, is this going to be their best album ever? And and it's crazy to like listen to that and then have these high expectations and actually have them met. Like It's a really it's, it's a wild thing to actually release these singles. They released, what, five singles? It was a lot. Yeah. I stopped li- listening after AWOL. Yeah. yeah. And so they released like five singles and then they still drop a 15 song album that in my opinion is their best album. It just, it's, it, there, there's no competition for me. I think most people would agree that they're wildly consistent. Yeah. yeah. There are albums that people are like, oh, I don't like this as much as this one, but they're very consistent. Yeah. And we, we listened to it for the first time the day before your wedding. Yeah, because it came out on the day of my wedding. Yeah. So so we, we were like, at the rehearsal dinner had ended and everybody had kind of left except for like us. And we were, <laughs> I was like, cool, right at 11 o'clock on Spotify, put it on. And it opens with this like, like siren. Yeah. I have a very vivid memory of you two and Robbie, <laughs> uh, who was on the show one time, um, sitting on the couch just listening to it. And I was just like, uh, I'll do this later. This is not the environment. <laughs> it's not the environment I want to listen to. But I remember the opening line was, Dave? It's a spare only the ones I love, slay the rest. And Dave turns and does that face of like, what? Spare only the ones I love? <laughs> slay the rest? Whoa. That thing I do where I repeat immediately what just happened. Yeah. And like, I, I just like, I was sitting in the corner like, holy shit, this is too funny to me. And so I'm glad I can now tell this story. I'm not, I'm not making fun of your reaction, but I know it was just in the moment. I was just like, yeah, this is not the way I like to listen to music. I'm very like solitary. And you guys were like, let's listen to it. And I, that happened. I was like, well, it's not going to get better than that. Let's turn the album off. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we let the whole thing play through, but we didn't really actively listen to it. Yeah. 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 Well, um, w- what's our first topic of, uh, in between our picks? 2021 in music. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> where do you go with this? Like, uh, the, the music has the music world has opened it some people are still delaying yeah is i mean that where you take this i think i think the first thing to mention is that like we started to get them in 2020 but officially in 2021 we really got like everyone's quarantine albums and so like we got to truly experience what everybody was feeling through music um during quarantine which i think we've kind of said already that like maybe quarantine albums aren't awesome um, but glad that people got to sit and write a record, you know? It feels like they're going to date. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not going to age well. Yeah. Uh, Brandy Carlisle's quarantine record, her newest record, is I think it's going to go down as one of her best records ever. And I feel the same way about uh, the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way 
about Charlie XCX's How I'm Feeling Now, which came out early on in the pandemic. So yeah, I think there are a handful, but for the most part, I think they're not. Yeah, yeah I think I think that probably like the, the I, I would just be spitballing here, but I think that one of the things that kind of made it difficult was the fact that you couldn't be in a room with someone. So it was all just this, these Zoom calls of like writing a record together. It's really hard to, to get everything done the way you want to in the best, most productive way that way. Um, and like, there's, there's really great stories that like Jacob Collier told about how he's on zoom calls with people, you know, he has his logic session full of like almost a thousand tracks and he's sharing the screen with whoever he's working with. And I'm like, this is like, there's no way this is efficient. First of all, Jacob Collier doesn't need to work with anybody. Also, how can you actually see all of the tracks that you're sharing the screen of? This, this, this doesn't make any sense. Probably sharing on a laptop too. So it's like really tiny. Yeah. yeah. Or like, or like, or like FaceTiming, <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, me, most, like, most uh, digital audio workstations now have a feature, whether it's from the pandemic or if it was already in like development of uh, live work sessions. So I think Mark Hopp has talked about this a lot, that they were working on the blink, newest Blink record of um, basically they couldn't be in a room. So they would literally, you would be able to pull up the session and you would have somebody working on it and you could see it like recording and then you could immediately listen to it. Yeah. Instead of like just sharing of like over to zoom or something right. like that. Yeah. So. I think that's cool. Do we, do we think Lord's record is going to age well? No, absolutely not. No, it's, it's already not good. I think she'll release more stuff and it'll be better. Yeah. I think there's hopefully not reactionary. That's probably a lot of, a lot of the, pandemic albums that are going to age poorly that it's probably just going to be like the one that wasn't good i think a lot of the artists it's not like that suddenly people got like you know bad at writing albums or anything it's just like no of course but some people are saying they really like it and people have changed their opinion on 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 that lord record people have said said that it it aged really well for them they had to listen to it a couple months later and it totally worked and i'm like yeah that's cool for you is the case yeah yeah i don't want to try it again we we don't (laughs) want anyone's records to flop Mm. For the I most want Morgan part. Wallen's records. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I that that was a record. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "How is this gonna be done live? Not necessarily live, but like just the songs on their own. But how is this going to be done live in relation to other songs that she has? Yeah, drama song. So it'll be weird. Yeah. Uh, back on the idea of like everyone's quarantine albums by now are pretty much out. Um. It, it just feel the reason I think they won't age well is it's like, I remember we were all talking about COVID. We were all talking about this stuff at one point and then it got to a point six months in or however long in everyone's uh, tolerance was different to like, you just got sick of hearing, man, things are just weird right now. That thing that like you would talk to another adult and yeah. they would always say, things are fucking strange. Well, it's, and it's, it feels that way with this music. It's the musical conversation is like, okay, I'm tired of hearing that. Right. Well, it's, it's going to be the, it, it probably is already the same thing with like our podcast episodes. No one's going to go back and listen to the first no. couple episodes when that was all going on. Cause it's like, uh, we don't need to relive that. And, it's dour. Yeah. And it's like, it's I very don't like time, like sensitive at that point too. And even if you do like, even if you do go back and listen to those, or even if you're discovering a new artist and you listen to like that artist, that like that album that came out, right. It, it's, it's similar to like when in, like records came out in 2001, 2002, they're like patriotic about yeah. like nine 11. And so it's like, you're going to have like a similar thing here where you listen to albums that come out in 2020, 2021. And it's like, Everybody was fucking sad. Like everybody was sad in their house and scared to be outside. Or you were uh, an asshole. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but with that, like, let's talk about a positive note of like people are starting. Like you're starting to see shows again. I yeah. mean, Dave, you saw Dawes. That that must have been huge. And they were very strict about 
uh, negative tests or showing proof of vaccination. And that like and is the world too. They had a yeah. Dawes that's... had a sign at the front at the gate. It was Mr. You, Dawes. You had to sit. You had to sit. <laughs> it was sitting you room straight only. Straight faced. <laughs> I know, but you had to sit. You didn't have to sit, but you had to stay in your seated area. So you could stand up, but you couldn't go towards the stage. Yeah. And then they had signs at the front of the stage that said, uh, the band kindly requests that if you're in the first three rows, you keep your masks on. And everyone did. That's the spit zone? I guess so, yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> but everybody did. And I was like, this is the kindest so a, fucking crowd. I was going to say, it's a very civilized uh, crowd. Yeah. yeah. Where was that? I didn't recognize the venue. Yeah, it's... it's um, McFarlane Auditorium in uh, I can't remember what what campus it's on, but it's, it's, on, on it's, it's on SMU campus. SMU campus. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Interesting. campus. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But it was super strange. It was a very strange location. But the theater was wonderful. Yeah. There, there's the like I think it's a bass concert hall in um, Austin, which that's like mm-hmm. right on UT campus, and you yeah. think like, oh, I'm on campus. This is it. But it's a beautiful. Beautiful. I hate to have to correct this because I'm a bass player, but it's bass hall. Is it Bass Hall? Yeah, yeah I was one, thinking that too. It's the one too, in Fort Worth, but, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you're talking about the one in Austin. I'm I mean, talking about the one in Austin. That, oh, I think okay. that one is Bass Hall. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one in, in Fort Worth called Bass Hall. Well, I hate to be an asshole. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a bass player, but... Yeah, but uh, I, I think everyone's uh, comfortability is, like, different. I mean, like, on my end, I guess that jumps ahead a bit, but, like... I'm getting more comfortable going to shows. I, I, I my first show back where it was standing room. Like I went to a Coheed show, but there were seats, so I was able to be away from people. Um, but my first show back where I was like in the general admission was that City and Color show, and negative tests and vaccine requirement were there, but like they didn't require the uh, mass inside. I, I wore mine, but there was very much of that. Like, oh, really? I got to work. I'm working through this. Uh, yeah. And Exposure. Then, yeah. First sold out show I went to was Idols. And I like that was like really pushing my comfort of like, I love this band so much. So I'm going to push through it. But wow, like wanting to be in that pit just because it looked so fun, but like staying up top in the back because it was a multi tiered venue where I was just like, I just want to be down there. But like, this is not the time and place. Uh, yeah. But like, that's different for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Adam, you haven't really gone to any I haven't concerts, been right? to any like, what I would say is big, like quote unquote real shows with like, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. The moniker shows, not a real show, bro. Yeah. You know, what the fuck? I I definitely haven't been to any indoor shows either. Actually. Now that I think about it other than fish boy when JJ's was closing, but yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, the first show that I will be going to will be in March when I go see Nick cave and Warren Ellis, um, which is indoors, but is a seated (laughs) venue. So, Great venue. Too. I don't. Know. I don't think I'd want to go to a standing room only indoor show personally, at this point still, just because it's like I don't know about the crowd. It depends. Like obviously, if case. it was Dawes, it'd probably be fine because everybody's yeah. civilized. But I'm I, not always the case. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, for me, I'm 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 down to 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 kind of go in, read the read the room, and figure out what's going to be best for me in yeah. this scenario. Because like after getting three shots, I feel really really great to be around people and, and, and go do shit. But you know, people are still idiots. So I'm going to read the room, but I'm going to do what I want to do still. Right. Cause I don't, I don't want to be held back by the dumbasses anymore. You know? Yeah. And I think that's totally fair. Um, yeah. Anything else, uh, the year in music, I, I guess talking about some releases that we're not going to talk about, uh, 
last year to me felt like, and maybe I'm biased on this, last year felt like the year of Phoebe Bridgers, the year that yeah. everyone fell in love with her. She was on every album, it felt like. I would argue that this is the year of Olivia Rodrigo. It's either the year of Olivia Rodrigo or Lil Nas X. I saw that coming from Hayden. Yeah. I knew he was going <laughs> to say that. But it is one of, yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, and it can be both. They, they can share that. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it definitely was cool to see a lot, like Olivia Rodrigo and Lil Nas X be in the spotlight a lot. Um, did, you, did you guys see the, okay, so do you guys know what Driver's License, the song is about? Yes. It's no. not about Olivia Rodrigo getting her driver's license. Okay. Um, so uh, what's her name? Sabrina Carpenter. Is that her name? The actress's name? I've, I've been corrected on this I before. I know the guy's name is like Josh Howley or okay. something like that. Yeah. So I guess Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo was dating Josh Howley. He started dating Sabrina Carpenter. And that's what driver's license is about. Teen, teenage love, what, what have you. They, right? they acted together on that high, uh, high, high school, school musical, musical yeah. the, the series. Yeah. So Josh, Joshua Bassett. Jo- I'm sorry. Josh Bassett. And Sabrina Carpenter. Base it's pronounced Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh Josh Bassett. Bing bong. <laughs> Josh Bassett um released a song uh basically calling out Olivia Rodrigo and one of the lyrics is like good for you that you moved on. <laughs> so uh- Here's a, a great thing that happened about this. So they dated for a while. He's a little bit older than her. Not like uh, like in a skeevy way, but like he's slightly older than her. And that's in the lyrics. You can tell. Like she says, like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nailed it, Jackson. Um, <laughs> but one of the things, uh, she he started dating this Sabrina Carpenter. Yeah. And that's what uh, the song's all about. Uh, guess Adam. Uh, guess what he did? in response to this uh, driver's license and everything coming out. Guess what he did? Got a DUI. Uh, yeah. I don't, he I'm, said... I'm guessing like something bad that was illegal. He came out as gay. Oh, so Kevin Spacey. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a proven strategy. Yeah. And guess what? It didn't work out well for him. Yeah. In the same way where people were like, okay, that's <laughs> fine, but we're still. it sounds like you were shitty when you were dating this person, even if you are gay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say this year is also uh, uh, and same as last year, but this year still continues to be a big year for Taylor Swift. Yeah, I wonder if she's gonna like th- those are quarantine. Are, were those quarantine? Yes, those were quarantine yeah. albums. Yeah, those yeah, two. Were. Yeah, those won't uh, age poorly. It no. seems like those will be fine. Yeah, but then but then like the re-release of Red, like that was huge. Oh, yeah. Like that was that was like the Taylor's version. John and, Mayer like, fans, put on your earmuffs. <laughs> That was that was a huge thing of the release of Red, um, and that was. Uh, I, did you watch Anthony Fantano's side by side of that? No. He I think I think he did it on his Twitch stream, um, but he side by sided some of the songs, and uh, he mostly liked the original more, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, I think I think probably just like he said that like a lot of the mixes were bigger and uh, just just easier to listen to. But um, so as a a, a musicer, how do you feel about that? <laughs> how do you feel about that terminology? Oh, this feels bigger. You like that? that? Yeah. Cool. Okay. It's, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a valid concern, or not concern, like a way to phrase that for like a general like feel, though, right? I'm, like, I'm concerned yeah. that it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I should go see a doctor about how big this song is. <laughs> this production is too big. It feels very compressed. Uh, so I should, I, I should say, just peek behind the curtain. Dave was shaking his head at me while I was saying it's too big. It's too big. <laughs> <laughs> this feels too big. <laughs> So it feels like the biggest release releases that we're talking about. <laughs> fuck, 
I'm not going to not say that word. It's too big not to. Um, the big, Sorry. The most engorged releases this year were the quarantine albums, Olivia Rodrigo's, uh, Lil Nas X's, uh, Montero. And then on top of that, like, I, I don't think it was, I, I think you're right. It's not as much about individual releases as this year as it is about like, Hey, let's get these out of the way. Let's get these quarantine albums out of the way. And I, I don't think everyone felt that way, but I think it is just organically that way. Um, any, I mean, there's no other trends than that, that I can really think of. No, no. I think I, again, I said it earlier, but this year was a great year for metal. Um, that's just, you know, something that I, I was excited about. Like I was excited to see this year actually have like, a lot of really great and special meta releases, but outside of that, no, not really any trends. Um, I, I, I liked this year in music and I also like that shows are happening again. And I like that I can go play shows again. Oh, yeah. And the crowds yeah. have been so good. Yeah. Which maybe we'll get into that in our personal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anybody want to do their next one? I'll take it. Cause that's on the list. Oh, I was next on the well, list. Well, I don't yeah, feel like we, I we should have to be go the in last order because you, you, you started. You, our listeners one? will be the last. There you one. go. Perfect. How about yeah, that? Yeah, because uh, you guys make this show what it is. It's true. I had this idea uh, while I was out camping. The idea for the podcast? Yes. <laughs> of like us doing a whole episode like this, where we're, we're genuinely shooting this shit, but we talk like NPR voices, so we talk very softly. And we talk about our engorged songs. This feels too big. Yes. You're uh, you're so talking big. too fast for NPR. Ah. Uh, would you describe those songs? He as... has an organic voice. <laughs> <laughs> Would you describe those songs as not only engorged, but perhaps veiny even? I think I'm going to go home now. <laughs> we have some I bad quit. news for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are at my home. That's the joke. Yeah, the we joke. are at ah. Jackson's home. Uh, Who's next? I'll go next. Uh, so my album of the year is Sunflower by Briston Maroney. Um, no surprise there, really. There's a couple albums that I have loved this year that wouldn't be a shock if I picked them, but that one in particular makes sense that it's my album of the year for a number of reasons. I was really into Briston Maroney for a couple years. He had his EP called um, Indiana, and it is a really great EP. Um, and before that, he had released a song called Freaking Out on the Interstate, and that blew up as well. Great song. Um, and he just re released a couple of singles for this album um, leading up to it for a while. Um, and it's his first LP and it is incredible. It is, I, I, I like it's a, it's an indie rock pop, whatever you want to call it. I think masterpiece. Like he's a, he's young. Uh, he was actually on American Idol um, originally. He was on season 13 Ooh. of American Idol. <laughs> I was shocked whenever uh, <laughs> I listened to this because like Hagen doesn't normally like indie shit. I do. I just like bad indie, I think. Oh. So the trend continues. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, um, yeah, but this, this, this album, uh, to, to, to connect back to you, Jackson, is uh, produced by um, John Congleton, who produced Moses Sumney's record. John Congleton fucks, dude. He does fuck, dude. That guy, the list of credits, people always talk about like uh, Flood and all those people. Uh, John Congleton's where I fucking sit. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, why is this? Uh, is there a song on here that's super important to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, so th- th- this album has songs that I I really really uh, just love and and like the lyrics. I actually like the lyrics on a lot of these songs. Um, but uh, the song "Cinnamon" on the album was uh, my wife and I's first dance. Uh, which is very very nice. Um, I didn't know that was the name of the song. I listened to all of these records, but I didn't look yeah, at the I, names. Yeah, I didn't notice right. the name of the songs. Wings thing things wings. Uh, <laughs> it's called cinnamon, really. It's called cinnamon, yeah. Wow, because you're sweet like cinnamon. Mm. Can't get rid of this feeling if I try. I, I texted Hagen. I, I texted Hagen today when I was listening to that. I was just re-listening to that record and uh, got to that song, and when it gets to the chorus, I almost teared up. But it was totally unexpected. I was just like, oh, man. Sidebar, I can't listen to that song or Love is a Beautiful Thing by uh, Theo Katzman and Wolfpack without starting to tear up because that was the song I walked down the aisle to. I feel the same way about Chop Suey. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Um, But yeah, this this album was, uh, I think... from front to back, really good. There's a couple of songs that if you don't like them, I totally get it. Um, but whenever I was trying to decide my album of the year, this is the only one that from front to back, I felt just like I was enjoying the entire way through. What did you guys think? It's a breeze. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah. So. I would say it's it's really short, and yes. I kind of wanted to hear more, actually. so Listen to Indiana, the EP. It's really good. He's a great songwriter. For and being the, like so young? For being so young. And the melodies that he writes, mm-hmm. are, it's, it's really catchy. Did you say how old he is? I believe he's 22. Okay. He's 22? 22 or 23, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. He was on American Idol when he was like 16 or something like that. Yeah. Deep Sea Diver is like, when I think about great melodies, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't go where you expect it to go. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of songs like that that that, that just don't go in directions that, that you would ever expect. It's uh, really awesome. I, I definitely think that like you can tell he is a bit young in some of the like lyrical content of like oh yeah that that is a 20 uh, early 20 year old but yeah there's nothing wrong with that though yeah yeah but it it is mature and it's like yeah oh this is even though it you can kind of tell that it's very clearly like ah well he he's doing well at like in that market and you can tell that if he keeps at this for 10 years whatever it is going to become really nuanced and it's one of those things where like you're in on the bottom floor Ground floor. Yeah, yeah, and he and he like uh, sounds just like that live too. Yeah, and like his. Cool. I think the other thing I really like about um, his guitar playing in particular is that same thing with the melody. Sometimes he plays notes that I'm like, what, what? I would have never ever thought to play that. And he does even more of those kind of choices live, which is really cool. Uh, there is an instance on that record where there is a theoretically very wrong note. Yeah, and it's like. It's a it's a C with a G in the root. Oh huh? my god, that's a fucking E natural. <laughs> anyway, it's not. Oh my god. Every time we do this, <laughs> fuck, I'm engorged. Anyway, it was but bigger. It's, it's really nice. I like the idea of leaving just a stinker of a note. Yeah, on, and, a, on a record. And he and he, it's he, a very Dave Grohl thing to say. <laughs> Dave, Dave, and he 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 really does like. I, I think he's very intentional with. <laughs> There's a post-it on Dave that says he's his got name. a name tag. Yeah. He, he never forgets. Yeah, uh, we don't want to lose him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and I I think it's so like like going back to the John Congleton thing of it all. Like like John Congleton totally fucks. But like thinking back to the Moses Sumney record and then this record, like what a wide yeah, ranging producer. That's completely different like directions almost. Yeah, 
Um, and he's also produced like a good amount of St. Vincent stuff. Like he's a, he's, he's a, he's a superstar of a producer and like, not to say Briston wouldn't have done this record without John Congleton as well. Cause I think he still would have like the songs would still be there, but John Congleton totally got him there. Damn. I forgot. He did AJJ always, always, um, Angel Olsen, blah, 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 Astronautilus, a bit of a local reference for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baja men, <laughs> Baroness. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like this list goes on forever. Blondie, Baby Bridgers. Did he do Who Let the Dogs Out? I don't know. I'm not gonna go that much into it. Okay. That, that that's a lot. Of David. It's okay. Byrne. Dave's and, gonna look into it. And he, I'll look it up. And he is from Texas. Also, it doesn't say where for where from Texas or where in Texas, but he is from Texas. Yeah. Which is great. That's cool. Yeah. Buddy Miles. That sounds like a name of somebody. That sounds like a fake name. Yeah. It's like Buddy I mixed with uh, Miles Davis. Modest Mouse. Wow. Hmm. All right, well, this is not about John Congleton. Well, it's important to note that John Congleton, uh, two years in a row, has ended up on our like co- collective album right. of the year. so he Whoa. should come on to the podcast. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Congleton, I would love to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and work with you. Yeah, that would be a... Yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, that's that, that's my album of the year. Uh, I, I, I really love it. Um, I have like a, a, a long list of other records like I'm sure we all do. It was really hard to land on this one, but I'm really happy I did. It's uh, And I asked I asked my wife, I asked Kara, I said, what's your album of the year? She was like, what came out this year? What did I listen to? And she said, uh, either Billie Eilish or... Krista Maroney, which was cool. The first time we've ever had like a, which is agreed reason, on yeah, anything. They're <laughs> just pretty good so far. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a couple months in, yeah, yeah doing great. Yeah. Um. So like cinnamon. Oh, uh, in a minute, in a minute. <laughs> a B C D E F, F G Y L M N O P. Cinnamon. Um. A little Doppler effect for you guys. It's stereo. Um, it's 2021 in the podcast. I'm say it's in mono, but yeah. yeah. We're back together. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> it's been really good. Uh, Get out of my house. I think I think it's really good to be back together. Uh, I think every time we kind of talk about, well, we do this episode on Zoom, I'm instantly like, no, I don't want to. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Because for some reason, I have this problem as the host where it always like like cuts my audio out when I'm talking. Yeah, that, that was... yeah. Is like looking back at it, it was like very problematic. Yeah, we and should have fi- figured out a way to fix that. I but tried all the rest everything. of us were like, "This is fine." We're for all us, just like, we don't care. <laughs> it was like a very modern thing of like, "Well, yeah, that that country is literally drowning in the the ocean water." Yeah, but, but everything's good fine. here. Yeah, yeah, we're not wet. Yeah, what they're I think I think there were times where Jackson, you edited the episode and didn't know what I said in that moment until you listened back and you're like, oh, that's what he said. Yeah, there were things where yeah. I was like, oh, I interrupted him to say the thing he was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it. We started again in person in May. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been really nice to to do it this way. I think that like it's obviously more natural, but also I think part of the I think we, I think we mentioned it last year too. But like it was a great thing to do during the week of quarantine, just like get together and record the podcast. And I think even still it is that way because now our lives are like basically back to normal. I'd say uh, yeah. uh, more with I mean there's still a pandemic, but like we're working and doing like all that shit. It's nice to get together once a week and see friends. Take a break. Yeah. From like the, you know, like, <laughs> like, let's take a break. No, 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 no. It's so good. We need to take a break. Yeah. No, it's nice to take a break from like, I'm super busy at my job and you guys are like, it feels like every musician I know is playing catch up 
uh, yeah. right now. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you guys are trying to like, you're saying yes to everything. So you're super busy. So it's nice to like, yeah, we do this to release, but there are some times where it's just like, Hey, let's just get in a room and talk yeah. and we'll release that. But like, that's not really the end all be all. Um, another thing I, I feel like at last year when we did this, uh, you know, company party, we talked about like, okay, these are all, this is the structure going forward. This is the stuff we're going to do. And those were all really good ideas. But I think one of the things we really excelled at last, this past year is that I think we got feedback from somebody saying like, hey, my favorite episodes are when it feels like you guys are just talking. It's not as like, oh, uh, rehearsed or reviewed, or that kind academic of thing. Maybe. Yeah, or, or too like researched. Yeah. And yeah. so we just kind of took that to heart and like, yeah, we still do our research and sometimes we do our researched episodes where it is supposed to feel that way. But I think we all like it, the, the podcast and our like mental well-being and just having a better time has uh, gone up because we're just actually talking. Well, and yeah. being more like flexible with the topics we're going to do. Not yeah. feeling like we're tied down to like, well, it's cool if we do a deep dive every week. I no longer write my bits. That's great. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Um, I, I think I think that one of the like one of the greatest things about that is that we like we all kind of agreed on. I think we knew it, but like we love doing this podcast, but we don't want to ever be stressed out by it. Yep. And 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 removing this whole layer of like, okay, now we've said that out in the open, and we can just have fun actually doing this and like do things that we want to do. Um, sometimes make sacrifices here and there, but like let's say like Dave just wanted to talk about P bases for an episode, Dave can do that. Like we're cool. Like that's great. It's yeah. coming down the pipeline. <laughs> it's great. I mean, like, I, and then like uh, Hagen came up with the idea of doing like bonus episodes, which has like that's really great for us to add the extra stuff, but it also has freed us up to like, Oh, well, some people on the podcast don't want to watch in the Heights. So like, let's just fucking talk about in the Heights or talk about Glee. Yeah. You yeah. guys, yeah. Some people on the podcast <laughs> don't want to watch all of Glee and talk about it. Yeah. So then we can ask our wives to join the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was a good year. Yeah. It, it does feel that way. It feels very, uh, you know, Feels good to be back in the schedule, but also, as Hagen was saying, just kind of like relaxed and, you know, taking it uh, easy. I remember uh, asking Hagen questions like, hey, have you have you started doing research yet? And, and we would like be like, yeah, I've got like five pages. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, I need to fucking hurry up and and, re- and like fucking research, research. I used to send these like that. Um, uh, it wasn't like, oh, like I really like poured over in detail these notes, but like these cheat sheets to everyone. Yeah. And then I think. We all kind of realize, like, oh, I'm Jackson's the only one using those. Like, you guys have them just to like. It it just wasn't necessary. There there was all this added stuff, and then as soon as we took that away, it took away like the extra like stress of it. The stress, and it keeps us more in the moment. And I hope it comes through in the podcast. Yeah, we're not we're not reading off of our iPads, which sometimes is you know. Yeah. Well, I am. I would sometimes. say sometimes is yeah. necessary <laughs> though for some of the conspiracy episodes yeah yeah but the, there's I mean, a lot the, of a lot of weird details about some of those yeah the, big, the, the <laughs> biggest thing is that like i'm not gonna like like we're not we're never gonna write down uh like exactly what we're going to say yeah we're not writing out a script like there are podcast plenty of podcasts that have scripts and full things that are planned out but nothing wrong it, with that no, 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 really no. well yeah yeah, yeah I, there's nothing wrong with it but it's not this show yeah and the, what has worked best for us the best feeling that i could have 
in, in, in listening to a podcast is feeling like they're having a good time recording it. Right. And yeah. that's what I want us to do in our setting is like, I want to feel, I want us to feel like we're having a good time. And I want the listeners to like also feel like they're having a good time and they can feel all the good vibes. So in summary with that as well is, uh, we, as I said, we got this, uh, I remember getting a, uh, an email or uh, feedback on that and we took it to heart. So if there's a way you would think this show could be better, we listen. I mean, as you're going to find out at the albums of the year for the listeners, we listen because we put all y'all in there. So except for one person, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> that album did not come out this year. <laughs> I'm not even sure you listen. To this podcast. I don't think they do. Yeah. 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 So, uh, are we ready to go into another, uh, yeah, another one? Do it. Apparently, you're up. Yeah, I was going to say I'm. I'm checking. I'm making sure I'm next on the. You're script. next on the list. Yeah. You're next on the list. After talking about how we don't do scripts, but we definitely <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. A yeah. It's a guide. It's, it's a, a guide. Yeah. It's a guide. Yeah. It's well. We gotta let Jackson go last anyway. He's got his Dr Pepper and <laughs> wine to. Let's to get, catch them all, up get them all lubed it's up. It's a table of contents yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Barely even drinking this because I'm already feeling tired. And I was like, I uh, if I drink that wine, I will fall asleep. Yeah, just keep drinking Dr. Pepper. Uh, that's why fine. it's, that's yeah, why it's, it's there. You got both. Yeah. I don't have a cup for that Dr. Pepper. You just put it in the same cup yeah, you... of the same of that. What you fuck? What? <laughs> it's a, there's already been Dr. Pepper in that cup. Otherwise, I would get your yeah. logic. It'll be fun. We had a great year. We've been we're getting along <laughs> more than ever. <laughs> Everybody's friends. It's fine. <laughs> We don't need a vacation. Oh, yeah. I'm not going on vacation tomorrow. That's not what's no, happening. No, nobody's, nobody's taking vacations. We're not pre-recording this episode or anything anything like that. But yeah, my, uh, album. my album of the year was uh, the Nick Cave and Warren Ellis album, Carnage. Really? Yeah, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Uh, the you know band I'm going to see for the first time in, I guess, probably two years at that point, close to it. Um Hey, some kids in some countries do not even get a Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, so be thankful, sir. Okay. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say some kids in other countries don't even get two years. That's, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah Dave and I both thought this wrong. was getting a little darker than it did, but uh, no, this this album's uh, this is their first, like, I wouldn't say it's not a Nick Cave like solo release. It's definitely the two of them. It's very clear. It's the first time they've done something as just them, though. That's not a film score. Um, but still sounds like the, the full band that they're both a part of. I wanted to ask you that. Like, what what made this uh, just them and not and the bad seeds? I really don't know, other than I guess the pandemic might have played a role in that. Because, yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously very used to working together, just them, on film scores and things. And probably have usually done that. I didn't you know, look this up, but they've probably done that without being in the same place. So I think they're used to both writing their own stuff kind of separated uh, from each other. And then the band doesn't work that way. Yeah. I've, I've read that they wanted to get some of the bad seeds in on it, but it just didn't line up. Yeah. Do you think the tour is going to be? No, I think seeds? the tour is just going to be them. Um, especially because they're, they're booking all these like theaters and stuff, uh, smaller venues, like sit down venues. I yeah. think it's very likely it's just them. Maybe, a third person who may or may not be a member of the Bad Seeds. Yeah, maybe like a touring musician, just a yeah, do just something else. Something. Uh, but even then, they may not, they may not need that. It depends on what they're trying to do because they do tend to reimagine just the, from the band's point of view. They reimagine some of the songs to be like a live, you know, aspect to them. And Nick Cave has done his whole 
stripped down tour of just it's just him and a piano. So he could do this just as a spoken word tour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question is somebody who doesn't listen to, to, to Nick Cave, but this We album... did an episode about this. Uh, just go listen to that. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Are you actually. Uh, question. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the politest way I've ever seen anyone tell someone to shut up. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, I listened to this album twice. Um, and the second time, I found myself, like, liking it a lot more. Did you have to like grow into Nick Cave? Did was it something that were like you listened to it once and you're like, I think I like this? What he meant to say, it did your appreciation grow bigger? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, you got did you it right. did you engorge your appreciation? Yeah, it took more than one listen to to think this was a band I wanted to listen to because mm. I definitely like heard a song and that's what caught my interest of like, oh, I like that song. And yeah. then I listened to that album that that song was on. And I was like, I don't like this album. It is more Listen like... to it again a couple months later, and then I was like, oh, I, I do like this now. Yeah. And heard more and more of their songs. It's definitely like at this point, if I go listen to like some of their less like, you know, B-sides or rarities or whatever, they just came out with an album of just those. I went and listened to that, and I'm like, oh, I like all these songs. Whereas if that was the case that I'd listen to those like, you know, four or five years ago, I would have been like, ah, I don't like these. Right. So you're in now. You're in. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's definitely a band. If you're into it, then like it's all very similar, and it's it's all like building on top of that same kind of uh, like previous work they've done. Right. So what was it about this that made it your album of the year? Uh, it's pretty much just the album that I kept going back to out of all the albums that I like wrote out what I had listened to. And it's, it's what I just kept returning to. And I think it's, to me, it's, it's um, like an extension of their previous work and I just enjoy their previous work so much. That's part of that, that reason. Uh, it's not like it's a different, you know, uh, their last album ghosting came out two years ago, I think. Something and like that. Uh, that would have been my album of the year if we were doing this then. Yeah. And so that's a little bit weird in that way because I wouldn't have expected I would have picked the same artist like two years, not in a row, but yeah. two years at all. So I think I'm misremembering this, but did you say during our episode that there is speculation or that like Ghost Teen could theoretically be their like la- could be their last album? Like- I mean, I I definitely think it could be because uh, it's it's kind of like the pinnacle of their creative output of the last you know decade so now that this has come out does that change your perspective on that at all i mean it still could be the end of the band technically yeah um but not that might be part of the reason why they're they you know branded it this way because like you know producers who worked on this the producer who worked on this album worked on bad seeds albums it's not too dissimilar either in terms of music i tell you what that man can cuss some people are... Oh, he's Australian. Oh, no. it, yeah, it works, but it doesn't sound like he's trying too hard. No, and yeah. it's, it's really like... Yeah. You, you really feel it whenever he uses yeah. the word fuck. Yeah. It's really good. Like, and was it White Elephant? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's that, easily that, the best song on the album. That song just really caught me off guard. Because I was... At, at, full disclosure, at first I was listening to it like, okay, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to that song, and just like Hagen said, I listened to it again, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 his voice and like the, his overall candor it feels like a man and this is what he is a man with a blazer and an open chest with a cigarette in his hand he's not even necessarily puffing on the cigarette it, it feels it's like a caricature like, yeah kind of but he is also that like persona at yeah. least he, he was there he was the one who created that character <laughs> <laughs> but there's also something about like when artists get to that stage in their career like when i hear Joni mitchell sing now it's like, God, your voice sounds great, and it's older age. And I think he's at that point. 
I don't yeah. know because I don't think he's always sounded that way. No, but the last like decade or so is like to me they're they're better working is partially because of his voice at that yeah. point. Which is it brings up a super interesting thing. Um, I don't know if most people know this, but like when you listen to like Bob Dylan now, people are like, oh, Bob Dylan can't sing. It's like the reason why people feel that way is because like your vocal cords lose sustain over time just naturally it's like you know your skin uh wrinkling and that kind of thing it's just a natural thing of age so you lose sustain some people really grow into it you can argue uh bob dylan or not but there are some people like david bowie and then also nick yeah, cave they, who have really like they've found their pocket yeah david bowie's a really good example because i think he almost sounded better towards yes. the oh, end of his yeah. career like especially on black star yeah like, and there were similar I, I heard similarities between Nick Cave and David Bowie. Yeah, I think that's I think that's part of the reason I like his writing and his music so much. That yeah. makes sense. And there's people even like you know, not that like either of these examples were ever hitting, you know, soprano notes, nothing like that, but like there are people like Tom York where you can already see it, his voice is changing and he is known for being a tenor and he's really he's changing in a very mature way, which is very cool to see older artists work with their instruments it's like you know an artist starting to get arthritis and it's like okay well how do i work with this instead of just giving up it's, yeah like you know. it's like hearing keith richards solo now it's yeah. it's it's better yeah so yeah it, it's definitely like yeah I, I could see people writing off uh singers like this just because they're like ah well he's not hitting falsettos it's like yeah, well yeah. no this is like super like exciting this is like tom waits-esque oh, and in this case too it kind of it works to the style of the music especially live um if you go listen like one of their live albums it's like yeah this this works like you guys are not building songs to you know fit a different style it's it's for this yeah he won't be joining any punk bands anytime soon yeah which is funny because that's how he started though i know yeah yeah Yeah, i think but they wouldn't be able to do that now that would be weird and wrong i think his voice is something that like for people that that don't like it you know i get it it's fine but i think that like having that voice in some kind of like popular mainstream like aspect is so rare to see. And so whenever I hear a voice like that in like a way that people like, like people listen to this, right. It's pretty, it's pretty well known. People like this. Uh, it's great. Like that his voice is amazing. And people like, they make the joke like about singers. You only make money if you're a tenor, you only make money if you can sing the high notes. And it's like, no, that's not true. You can be, you can sing low notes and have that like killer baritone and just sound amazing yeah it feels like nick cave is one of those uh artists that maybe he's not like playing like massive arenas but he is the artist that you see on your favorite artists list yeah all the time like phoebe bridgers like she's been doing those interviews in her room she's got a nick cave poster right behind her and it's it's one of those things and it's it's interesting too because like the last time i saw them when the band came through they hadn't been to I think the United States as a whole in like five or something years, but they're already coming back through this next door of just him and Warren Ellis and they're playing a ton of places. So it's, it's almost like, I don't know if their, you know, fan base has grown or not, but yeah, it's, it's a big enough deal for them to be like, well, where we're going to go there. And it's weirder and harder to travel now with COVID and tour. So we're going to like play more venues and stuff, which is cool. All right. So 2021 in our personal lives, nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> boring hell yeah i mean two of us got married what which ones i married hagen <laughs> <laughs> and who did hagen marry you no uh, i don't know it's, it's not utah we can't do that here oh no i got married 
And I got married. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Jeez. Well, that's kind of how it happened. You there got could, married, and then there could only be one of you. I got married. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got married. <laughs> it's not entirely inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, you guys, uh, outside of that, um, you're playing music again. Full bore. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's I a like thing. your candor. I like yeah. the cut of your Full jib. Full bore. <laughs> right back in the saddle. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shows have been picking up like crazy. It's. It's. I. I feel weird about saying to myself that I need a break. Well, yeah, because yeah. We had Re- it, remember, I, when COVID first started last I, year, there was a point where Dave was just like, "I'm never gonna play as many shows as I used to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, now. I'm playing slow more. Down. I'm yeah. playing more shows, and I'm like, fuck. Why do I do this? Yeah, I've had conversations where with you where you said like, yeah, in college I used to take any gig I got. Now I don't take a gig that's not at least X amount of money, right, uh, or above. And yeah, do you find yourself holding true to that, or do you feel like, as I said, it feels like all my musicians' friends are making up for lost time because you're forced to? Well, yeah, and I think that you know part of it is the venues are making up for lost time, and so musicians notoriously won't say no to work. But the the good thing is that I still don't leave, I don't leave my house for less than X amount of dollars, but people are willing to pay X amount of dollars. And so. that that's a really good change. Because it, it yeah. wasn't that way last summer. No. Last summer when they start, like things started, like you would have these random gigs. You, we, I was we, saying no to a lot of stuff. Yeah, because they were saying like, hey, well, we can't pay you that much because like we are not making money. Well, yeah, like, well then it, you shouldn't be having shows. Yeah, if it was yeah. local shows at the venues that we love to play in the DFW area, yeah. then that was a completely different thing. We, we're we're it, not throwing shade on it. No. And no. At, at some points we would be like, hey, don't pay us, but we want to play here. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's there's something okay with like, okay, you can have bands come play and don't pay them as much as you normally would, but work towards you know like getting it back to normal. Um, but there were the cases where it was like, yeah, we just can't pay you to come play for three hours. Like, cool. You, well, we won't come play for three hours then. Yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. I mean, I think I, I, I've definitely been playing a lot. Dave's been playing a lot. Um, it's it's really nice to be back uh, doing it again. Um, but I definitely feel the same way of like break time, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like every, like every, every aspect of, of musicianship is back in full swing. It's not just gigs. It's every, every single part of it. The whole life is back to normal. Um, and so it's just, sometimes I get like scared about COVID still. Sometimes I get really tired. It's just like, it's, it, it, it's all of the above and a break sounds really nice. <laughs> but yeah, getting the vaccine was definitely a game changer. Oh, for sure. Yep. I don't like Adam. Do you have anything specific you want to touch on in your personal life? Like nobody's required here. No, I mean yeah. I, I did the, yourself. I did the things last year. Yeah, and didn't do as much of a like life changing things this year. Although I did start a new job, uh, which is nice. So yay! Yeah, I I don't feel like I've had anything too major in my personal life. I I think a, a big thing with me is the same as a lot of people is readjusting I, I don't know i think uh foolishly i had this idea of like okay when things start opening up again i think everyone's gonna have some of that like anxiety and like just kind of like ah this is a lot getting back into it and it would kind of be an ease into it but it was not only a hundred percent it was 150 percent. i was gonna say in, in texas especially it was like yes. overnight okay we're back to normal and everything's yeah. fine yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was overnight, and it was like, hey, forget about the freeze that happened. Forget about that freeze that happened. You don't have to wear yeah. masks anymore. It's okay. We're, you don't have to do it. Like it was so such a bizarre thing to take in. I had so many. We, I mean, we had so many friends playing in Deep Ellum to sold out crowds. Yeah, that like I was just like, these nobody gave a fuck about these guys. Like, 
back then, and not and that's not me saying they shouldn't give a fuck. It's saying like you guys yeah, didn't give a fuck. People were and now bad they're out at going to local shows. Yeah. yeah, and you know, for me, I was very gung ho at the beginning, um, and then it like I'm now at the taper down of like, oh man, this is causing me ang- intense anxiety. Yeah. This going from zero to one hundred fifty percent. I think what I should have done is gone to fifty percent. See how I feel, check in with myself, then work my way up to a hundred. But like, man, I'm I'm finding myself like backing down from like engagements of like it's just like, hey, this is too much. I went into this too hard. I need to kind of get back into it. But I, I feel myself getting better with that. Especially because the four of us were really diligent about like being safe. Yeah. When we were in quarantine. And so that immediate exposure is like a little overwhelming. And before that, I would say the four of us were pretty active in leaving our homes. Uh, yeah. And going and seeing people and doing things, and then as we've as we, as we talked about, as everyone's talked about, it's you know you go from that to nothing, is a pretty big shift to then go back to seeing people, yeah. and then going back to like you know getting invited to things or like hey let's let's go hang out at the bar or let's let's record a podcast in person, and, and it just piles up and piles up, and you remember like holy shit, social anxiety or social like 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 things are exhausting. Hanging yeah. out with people is really tiring. Yeah, it truly is. This is like the first year when that time change happened and like it's like 5 p.m. and it feels like 10 p.m. This is the first year where I've been like, wow, like as soon as that dark happens, I'm like, I got to go in bed. And I think that's what they call seasonal depression. But I'm not quite sure. I'll let you know in uh, six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, not really going to touch too much on our personal lives, but like all in all, I think we're all doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I haven't stepped on stage once since quarantine and not been super thankful for it. Absolutely. Yes. And I've yes. had time, I've had some pretty long extended weekends of playing gigs where I've been at the, the end of it, the last hour push of 20 hours of music in a weekend where I'm still telling myself like, Hey, enjoy this because you, you didn't have it for a long time. Yeah. And I've only played the, we've only done two traditional shows yeah. as moniker. And those two shows were super reinvigorating. Yeah. I, like those shows and Hagen's wedding were the most reinvigorating things that I had this past year. Other than that, it was very much of like, Hey, got to figure this out. It's a case by case situation. Maybe you do want to go to this concert, but maybe that's not a good idea. But other yeah. like those other things like being on stage and then just being seeing a, a whole group of people that we know and feeling like comfortable around yeah. them. Yeah. Not feeling worried for their safety, my safety, and their their family's safety. It's just like, yeah, felt good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think really to 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 tie up my my personal life of this year, it was uh, a lot. I think we can all say it was a lot, but yeah, I mean, fi- like almost two years of planning a wedding, and then at the very end of the year, getting a new car and getting a kitten. It's been a lot. It oh has my been... god! And I don't want the world to see me, cause you named your kitten Iris. Iris. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I nailed you, it. I was like, "What are you gonna name it?" He's like, "Iris." I'm like, "Oh, Goo Goo Dolls." <laughs> no. It's a comic book thing. <laughs> I did it for him because he's getting a beer. I'm gonna say he's busy. Thank that you. made my ear pop when I did that. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it my turn? Jackson, what's your album of the year? That's like almost porky. almost one of the song titles on this album. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a cancel buck. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um. So my uh, favorite album of the year. Um, 
and man, like I'll get into it in honorable mentions, but this was like pulling hairs trying to figure out what was my favorite album of the year. But uh, let me do one more by the Illuminati Hotties. This is a band that was not on my radar, had never heard of them, and then this album came out, and I think I saw it in Pitch Pitchfork every week. They do this thing where it's like, oh, seven albums that came out this week, and I always check it out, and because uh, they have a good mix of like, oh, here's a big album, Beyonce's album's coming out, and but then they'll have something where it's like, it, no one's ever heard of it and uh illuminati hotties was on it and i was like that's an interesting name i'm gonna listen to it just based off that name i listened to it i was like holy shit this is great it's a like it's an indie rock but like i think my big thing about it it's been an exhausting past two years and um the reason this one won over what i thought was my favorite album of the year was because this is fun it feels good to listen to music that is just organically fun and not like like yeah, there are moments where it's like, it like has a song called like threatening each other, threatening each other with capitalism, and it's like yeah. it, it the it, it makes sense when you listen to the lyrics. It's like super like clever, tongue in cheek, but it's also talking about like capitalism, so it's kind of sucks. But like it's super fun. There's like a pretty much noise rock song on yeah. there. There's a song with Buck Meek. It has a, something for everyone, but like at most, it has this like really this songwriting that I'm like I resonate with this because this sounds like it could be a local album yeah and i think easily like 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 to really piggyback on like the positivity of it like the first song pool hopping is more than enough yep. right it's oh, like it's you, the catchiest fucking song you put that song on and you're like instantly dancing like if you aren't like at least like singing along by the end of it or like at least moving around what the fuck like that is like the one of the catchiest things in the entire it's so good and it, that, it's a classic case of taking a pop song and you think pool hopping and like your mom listens to it and she's like i love going to the pool with my kids yeah but it's talking about like pool hopping of like i don't know if we're together or not and i if we're not together i want to go meet other people but i can't tell i'm trying to pool hop but i can't fucking tell yeah. right perfect uh, pop song thing to do take this really fun thing and like a summer hit but it's actually talking about fucking <laughs> that, <laughs> that that first song too is also like it to me this you know listen to that first song i was like oh i understand why this is like jackson's album of the year it almost feels like made for Jackson, like in a lab almost. Like <laughs> in a good Dr. way. Dr. Pepper, in a good wine, way. Yeah. and everything nice. Illuminati hot. Illuminati hot. Like it's, it's a very like catchy album as a whole, especially that first song though. I was listening to it. I'm like, uh, I'm going to listen. I'm going to like this. Yeah. yeah. It sets you up. I thought the whole album was going to be that. Yeah. What, uh, uh, what do you think of the Buck Meeks song, Hagen? It's great. I mean, it's 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 a really good song. Like so you can, fucking funny. You can I've been tell... known to have tumble a bit too much tumbleweed in my veins. <laughs> you so can... if you could just give me the will to forgive, you can tell that Buck Meek is on the song. But you you're like, oh, Buck Meek was just a feature, and then the very end, you're like, oh, there's there he is. There's Buck Meek. <laughs> I can't tell. Like I I know nothing about Buck Meek other than like, oh, he's in Big Thief. He was married to Adrian Lanker. I was like, like I know nothing about him as a person. But like whenever I heard that, I was like. Is, are they making fun of him? <laughs> is he making it like? Does, are they it, making fun of him with him? It seems very self-aware. At yeah, points. it's so funny. He probably actually sounds like that. I've, I've, I used, to, I used to play in a band with a guy that talked like that. That's so fucking cool. I, I, I could just sit and listen to assholes like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking. It's a lot great. of times, people who do talk like that are assholes, but the ones that I've known haven't been. Uh, I really liked growth. Out at the end, she actually sang the the album title. Yeah, growth. Do you like that one? Yeah, cool. It's big. It is. <laughs> God, 
yeah, yeah. like that that threatening each other with capitalism that that's probably one of my favorite ones I, it's just like overall it's an album that I, I i had a lot of fun listening to and it has a little bit of i mean like it, it it's mostly like kind of that indie rock pop type thing but it does have that like need threatening each other with capitalism and then at the very end growth that you're talking about where yeah. it's like it kind of feels like uh you know somber there's yeah. a lot more to it i think like th- this is another album that more listens would only do you good yeah well yeah. And like and even like the second song on the album the one that I, I made fun of the title for but it's a great title the mm, ooh, i what is it yeah 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 so i i can just sing it too. is that oh 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 yeah that's the title of the song <laughs> yeah. yeah um so like even that song that chorus is a is an indie like rock pop chorus yep. the rest of the song is not an indie rock song the rest it has of that that burn yeah it sounds like a like a denton noise band and with a name like illuminati hotties you are a denton noise band. <laughs> yeah, it, it, when you mentioned it to us for the first time and i think you mentioned on the show that it was the thing you wrote too i was like that sounds like a band that's around here it does yeah. and then yeah. it's not it's it's not what you think it is and then you listen to it and you're like this is great um yeah, and as soon as I heard, I sent it to Hagen. I was like, "You should try this." I, I like, I hope somebody else likes this. And then as soon as Hagen like told me, like, "Oh yeah, dude, I listened to that. It's so great." I immediately got on my phone and bought three tickets to their show yeah. in February. I was yeah. like, "We're going." But, yeah, it's gonna be great. It, the, yeah, the song "Kickflip." I was like, "Oh, let's hear this." And then there's nothing that mentions skateboarding. <laughs> Getting older all the Getting time. Getting older Dave. all the time, man. And then at the very end of the track, there's a skateboard sound, and I was just like, "Ha, huh, okay." Yeah, he had his arms crossed the whole time. Huh. Just a solid. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's gonna it's get it, get his black flag uh, tattoo uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we into now? Uh, uh, do we want to talk about? Uh, how about we talk about the listeners, or do we want to do podcast say, pick? Well, let's do. Let's, then, do, let's do. Let's do. Why don't we do? Why don't we do listeners? Why don't we do honorable mentions and then we'll do podcast pick? Yeah, PP podcast PP. pick. We'll do PP. All right, listeners. Uh, I'll I'll start it. No, Adam, you, you don't have it up. So I just realized I was being I a don't, dick. I don't have it up. But <laughs> you don't have it up, Adam. Son of a bitch. You don't have it up. All right, I'll start. So uh, we'll we'll read out. Uh, we're, we're not going to be saying last names, but like uh, we'll read out uh, albums. Th- these are the albums you guys sent to us. We asked, uh, we put it out on the socials, and you guys came back to us, and we said, if you responded, we'll put your name out there. Uh, or, sorry, that we'll put we'll put your album up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll dox you. Yeah, so the first one we got was uh, the album Long Lost by Lord Huron. Uh, that came from Olivia. Uh, Gammy Gang? That came from Noah. Yeah, so I realized I put that on the list, and I meant to check. Is uh, that the album? Is that the... So uh, apologies on that one. Uh, yeah, we do have to point out, we didn't listen to all these picks. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We Gammy, didn't have Gammy the, Gang the time, uh, by Origami Angel. Yes, that is right. Yeah. From Noah. Uh, next, we got Cooler Returns, Kiwi Jr., sent in by 311 Truther. Holy shit. <laughs> Doing God's work. <laughs> this next one, uh, this, we put two up yeah. there because I think it's an underrepresented category. It's a, it's Wait, a blind you, spot. What do you mean you put two up there? Like uh, two Dan, Danny posted oh, two gotcha, albums. Gotcha. And the reason why I put both of Danny's is because this is an underrepresented. It's a blind spot. I think we all admit it's a blind spot in our area, uh, hip hop world and rap. Yeah. So yeah. Danny gets two. You can read them both. This was a LP exclamation point. 
uh, JPEG Mafia, which is a great name. I, I kind of want to LP. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Adam, can you can you say it right? LP. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I kind of want to listen to that just based on the name. Yeah. Uh, and then Hitler wears Hermes Eight uh, by Westside Gun. Yeah. And those come from Danny. This. Uh, hey, uh, no, I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you are next. Yeah. Uh, but this one's near and dear to Hagen for reasons. Um, uh, Promises by Pharaoh Sanders and Floating Points. That comes from Matthew. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, Matthew. Ne- uh, next, we have Montero um, by Lil Nas X. That comes from Bree. And then uh, we also have uh, Still Over It uh, by Summer Walker. That came from Mallory. Um, I'm gonna read us a quick little um, uh, a quick little story here. Oh, do from, we have one more? Is, it, listener, uh, is listen- it quick? I don't think it's one. <laughs> I don't think it's quick. Uh, uh, from our listener Tony. Um, Tone. Toned. Tone. Tone. Who's who's yelling at us right now? Probably yeah. yelling at us right now. Keep up. Keep yelling at us. Here's the text I received from Tony. To confirm, my album of 2021 is definitely Buck Meek Two Saviors. Five of its songs occupied my Spotify wrapped top 10. Apparently, I was in his top 0.05% of his listeners on Spotify this year. I also own the record as well as his first album. I think the songs are well-crafted and played. There are lyrical themes threaded through the album that keep me coming back and listening. It sounds like some people sitting in a room playing songs, and there are some beautiful, subtle harmonies. I'm also a fan of how the album was recorded. Per Buck, he and his band would meet at the studio in the morning and play through the songs once, and then they'd reconvene several hours later and play through the songs once in the evening. After doing that for a few days, keeper takes were chosen and minimal overdubs were done to complete the album. Thank you, Tony. That's the energy we want. (laughs) Yeah. The rest of y'all, keep up. Keep up. Keep buck. Yep, yep. Buck. 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 I knew Buck. I fucking knew that God was gonna happen. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. So should we should we talk about any honorable mentions that we have? Well, th- yeah. Thanks everybody yeah. for sending oh, yeah. that stuff yeah. in. Yes, we thank really you. really appreciate it. Yeah. I know. Uh, as I was saying, that blind spot of uh, rap music. I know Tyler came out with a new album this year. Tyler Creator. People really liked it. I still think Igor is better. So uh, I'm right. You're wrong. Nice. I think next year my favorite album is going to be the Kendrick record when it drops. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That would be next year. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Jack White comes out with two albums next year. Shit. That means they're both going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, I got some honorable mentions. So I, I'm only, I, I have such a long list of honorable mentions, but I'm only going to mention one. Uh, so the album that I really thought was my album of the year and it, you know it's basically it's both both of these albums are my album of the year was uh sinner get ready by lingua ignota and this was just like it's an album i'm not going to go into it in detail but it is an album that for me i recognize that as soon as you drop your notions of like this is not a chorus this is not a verse it is nothing like that is very much an experience it feels like and i sound like an asshole um <laughs> no you don't you're fine you don't, you don't. Um, it's the same thing with the nick cave record it's way different I nick know, cave but... is accessible yeah this is yeah not. but that doesn't make it bad because you, yeah. you were talking about you you thought this might be your pick and you didn't want to make us listen to it so yeah. i started to listen to it fuck yeah, and um, it's, it's reverse not, psychology. It's he not, planned no, that. No, it's not inaccessible. In like a, if you enjoy music, I think you can you can try this and you yeah. might like it. It a, may not be for you, but 
for me, as soon as I dropped everything of like, I, I listened to it the first time, I was like, I like this, but I don't love it. And then I like, I came to it at its terms. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, like this is an experience. It's, you know, it has these really deep uh, religious themes of like Catholicism. I was raised Catholic. I am not Catholic, but was raised Catholic. So there's all these things where I'm like, okay, like this, I feel like this hits really hard in a way that a lot of music doesn't, uh, you know, that's like anti-religion or just grappling with what religion is. So like, it is a very, it is not holding your hand and not in like a, like I'm talking about like, oh man, this is heavy as fuck. It is, it is literally, it's an experience. Um, it's wild. When you first mentioned it, I listened to it. I played listen- it at a party of yours yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. And you, I think and you, your wife, Dave, said, turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that woman. I think, uh, I think you mentioned this record the same time you mentioned the spelling record. Um, so listening to both of those. Honorable mention as well. Yeah. So that spelling record, I, 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 when, when you mentioned both of those, I listened to them uh, and I couldn't really get into the Lingua Ignota record, but the spelling record I liked. And then today I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. Um, and it, it, I loved it. It's it was, not a driver. It's not like a driving song. It's like, not. It's not. It's not any. It's like it's there's nothing. there's nothing that you could like put it in the context of like don't like it doesn't matter when you listen to it you're gonna like it when you when you like it yeah and I found myself listening to it and I had like this I had I, I think also you either have to have like really good headphones good speakers and loud otherwise you're gonna miss a lot that's happening in it but yeah. it is like it, it is deep it is layered and it is like. Uh, aggressive there are times when like like there's like like screaming happening like you just even if she's not like screaming actually at you it's just like the lyrics and the passion i was just like i'd be stuck sitting where i was just like frozen like holy fuck this is intense this is emotion and this is passion and it's not like when i met when i talked about the religious thing like it's not in like an offensive like hey we're bashing religion it is very much someone just talking about how they have experienced religion and then like it is like the most accessible things, I think, because uh, it sounds like I'm trying to get nobody to listen to it. The most accessible <laughs> things are like she is a trained musician, and like you can hear that in parts with, you know, some of the instrumentation. It's not like sitting there like, oh, this is a symphony in the background, but like you can tell like she's using interesting instruments and she's playing them. And then also there is a obvious love for metal. Yeah, it, and it also comes across as like if you if you listen to like opera or anything like that like like the way that the 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 songs are constructed it's almost like a classical piece like you said there's not a verse there's not a chorus it's like i'm building up to a point and i'm telling a story and i'm getting there and you're gonna be on this journey with me uh it's interesting that because isn't spelling not like a trained musician at all at all yeah that's interesting yeah (laughs) complete like uh you know training wise uh on the opposite side but yeah what's your honorable mention Again, uh, I'll I'll just I'm gonna quickly name them. Um, so Colors Two by Biddy Bam, Between the Buried and Me, obviously that was almost number one. Um, Eternal Blue by Spirit Box, already mentioned. But if you are a metal fan, you have to listen to this album if you haven't already. Um, uh, Hotel TV by Lawrence, incredible like R&B funk album, like but it's like a pop side too. It's great. Pin Up Daddy by Rhett Madison, uh, that is a crier if there ever was one. And then um, I Know I'm Funny, Ha Ha by Faye Webster. Uh, that's an incredible record. And I'm going to do an honorable mention for uh, Dave, Adam, and myself. And that is Typhoons by Royal Blood. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say Foo Fighters. 
No. Didn't they come out with a record? They did. I they thought you were going to say Silk Sonic. Wait, we just it talked about this last week, guys. It, <laughs> it didn't make my list. I, it, I, I, I forgot it, it came but, out yeah. this year. Yeah. Which, like, it's not a bad album, but it's it didn't stand out. It didn't. It, it didn't. It, it's not that I don't love the album because I love Foo Fighters and I do actually love that album. But every other album I listed, I was like far more interested by. In the I end. mean, yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting though for me at least. I hadn't. I haven't listened to the album since it came out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Uh, I just have two honorable mentions. One will be Lucas Nelson and The Promise of Real, uh, their album, Just a Few Stars Apart. It's really, really a lot of great songwriting on it. And Brandy Carlisle's In These Silent Days. Like I said, it is a quarantine record. Okay. I was going to say, is that that one? Yeah. But it is, it, she she wrote a book talking about her life and coming out as, as a, a gay person when she was younger. And um, it, as soon as she finished writing the book and sent it off to her editor, she wrote this record. And oh, it's like, wow. it's really, really... She said it's her most personal album yet. Well, she she's the one who was on that John Mayer song, right? No, Mayer. that was Maren Morris. But know, man. Brandy Carlisle and Maren Morris, Amanda Shires, and I can't remember the fourth person there in The High Women. Is Brandy Carlisle country? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, like Americana country. But this album has a lot of like, just straight up ballads and then straight up rock songs. The, 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 that album is about her voice more than anything. Like oh my God. her voice is incredible. And when she when she hits those high notes when she's singing, it's totally effortless. Yeah, it's like a floating thing. It's great. Yeah. She was on Howard Stern, which we know is like at six in the morning, and she sang one of those songs and played piano. And it's like, oh, it's right there. Awesome, Adam. You got any? Yeah, I've only got one, uh, and it was Halsey's album. Uh, if I can't have love, I want power, which was. Very close to being like my album of the year. Um, really? That would have been two years in a row you basically picked a pop record. Yeah, uh, which I think is interesting. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that and what we're looking forward to, I guess. More uh, pop records? Well, <laughs> not not that necessarily. They're coming. But they are coming. Uh, the we'll uh, they're coming. I, I enjoyed this album a lot more than I thought I would. I, I basically only listened to it because Trent Reznor produced it, which sounds bad. Um, it gets you there. But but that's that's like my introduction into this album, uh, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's it's one of those I've just listened to it over and over, definitely more than the Foo Fighters album, which is weird. I wouldn't have thought this like yeah. three years ago if you told me that. So um, but for, it's for me. Yeah. Sorry, for me that record uh, still sounded like a pop singer working with someone who's not a pop producer. Yeah. Does that go away the more you listen to it? I I don't know because it it almost feels like this album is like a an alternate like reality, like nine inch nails album in a way. Right. Uh, which is part of why I like it, I think, but it's, 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 um, it also feels like a very genuine like record to me in terms of the songwriting. Like it feels very like it's, it's definitely like a quarantine album in some sense of like being alone by yourself, thinking about these things. Um, but it's one of those, like, I think it'll age, you know, better than some of the other ones. Yeah. I, I, you know, going back to what we were, Saying like you're like ah, oh, it's weird that like it feels weird saying that like you listen to it because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were uh, had their hand in it. I, I people get really bothered by that like uh, when the National was on that uh, Taylor right. Swift song. My Which partner got was upset also, about that. That was part of the reason why I, I looked at that you know those two albums. And so. I think that like personally, I think it's great. I mean, you and I this year got into the weekend. For two reasons, yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl, but then also I mainly got into the weekend because Daft Punk broke up, and then I found out, oh, this is like the last thing that they worked on, and I was like, these songs slap. That, I love them. 
That would actually be, I guess I have a second honorable mention would be the Parcels uh, most recent album, Day, Day Slash Night, uh, which is, I don't think officially a, you know, Daft, yeah. Punk, Daft Punk produced album, but it's definitely like their influences there because yeah. they produced their previous work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that's an okay reason to get into different artists and like listen to new things. Again, like to that point, I probably wouldn't have like believed if I was like, yeah, in in, in five years you're gonna listen to like Taylor Swift albums and be like, yeah, these are great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and who was the artist that Pliny was? Uh, Doja Cat. Doja, Doja Cat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah and stuff like that can be cool. Yeah. yeah it's great. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, like Doja Cat's music director fucked up, and now it's probably gonna lead to Pliny and Doja Cat actually collabing. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. And and hope and hopefully during that entire thing. Doja Cat listeners or plenty listeners went and listened to the other and was right. like, "Cool, this shit's great." Yeah, Hagen, you and I should mention that uh, this year we, uh, you and I, got into Poppy. Yes, yes. The, uh, my not God. not an like she did come out with an album this year that like is not a bad album by any means, but like what we're talking about is the 2020 album "I Disagree" by Poppy. Her album that came out this year has made it in a lot of top lists too, which is really good. Good, yeah. good, good for Poppy. Um, but yeah, I disagree. That album will continue to fuck me up. It is how I feel about music. Just I, like I have it metal, displayed happy. on my wall. Oh, it's so good. And that artwork is so amazing too. Yeah. I put up like these shelves in my room, like these floating shelves, uh, in like the living room to like display, uh, vinyl as artwork. And, uh, my mom came in and I was like, do you like, do you like the shelves? I like installed them myself. I thought it was a great idea. And she said, I love them. I was like, what about that one? She said, I don't like that artwork, but I love the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's got like the corpse makeup and everything. So, um, uh, yeah, honorable mentions done. Woo! Last thing is talking about like we're almost an hour and a half into this, uh, talking about what we're looking forward to. Me personally, I'm looking forward to people being uh, uh, feeling safe uh, going forward, going to shows, uh, musicians having, you know, you know, a steady lifestyle again and like being able to see shows again. is just like, it feels so good and people being able to release music without feeling like, Oh, it needs to be talking about what is happening right now. It just art for being art. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think on a, on a, on a musical level, I'm looking forward to seeing a similar thing. I'm looking forward to, um, seeing like what the, the, the musical like frameworks going to look like post not, fully post but like kind of post pandemic right um but like seeing people release stuff that uh is is going to be a little bit more different and seeing like hopefully some artists feel like they can release stuff they want to release because they have had the time to kind of sit on it right um i think personally i'm ready for a year of somewhat normalcy yeah somewhat somewhat a little bit of normalcy i, I you know I, I i like i was talking to someone today i was talking to matthew today and i was like i want i want nothing more than for next year to be like let's play some shows let's play some good shows let's play let, let, let's let's get back to what we want to be doing in the best way we can yeah yeah all the same stuff makes sense anything to add adam i mean i do think i kind of have a weird goal in mind about oh i want to i'm not going to go listen or not going to like sign up for spotify because i really just hate their app which is a, also, it's a personal contention but this isn't a news episode but like fuck the spotify ceo for oh what do you do now oh you guys didn't see that so, he well, in, i didn't see that invested a hundred million weapons. euros into a ai defense oh. company yeah. yeah okay what well, a piece of shit then yeah i wasn't gonna sign up for spotify anyway but i feel like i need to i i 
in like the streaming holdout of the podcast. I know Jackson's not always a fan, but he's been shopping around. Right, but he's been no, tr- he, he tried them in. all, and he's he's Unfortunately, in now. Unfortunately, to Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> but I I feel like I've missed out on especially realizing this like talking about like you know my album of the year, and that's like a not a surprise that I picked you know Nick Cave right, but if I'd picked Halsey, it was it's different. Yeah. Um, and I think I've I've missed out on you know plenty of like great music by not being in like the Spotify or Apple Music like Discover kind of world. Um, and it's definitely feeling more like that now than like a couple years ago. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I'm at that point where I'm like, I have to try it again and like not just cancel my subscription if they delete that album of David Bowie's that I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> and then like figure out why it, it got, you know, deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we also have our, our PP we have to talk about too. Oh fuck. I forgot we have our PP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, our podcast pick that did anybody have anything else they want to talk about? Uh, hmm. our podcast pick. This was also very closely, uh, if we didn't pick it as the podcast pick, this probably would have been my album of the year uh, as well. Uh, but Weight's Giving by Fishboy. Um, mm-hmm. For me personally, every time Eric Fishboy releases a record, it is very near and dear to me. Um, and I think it is for two reasons. Obviously, living in Denton, that like it holds a very special intrinsic value there, having you know live there so long well, especially this album yes i think for you since you had moved away this album yeah. especially has that that spot yeah and then on top of that uh just like i think this album and the album before uh art guards he just does a really great he has a really great take on like hey make art because you want to do it just because no one listens doesn't mean that it's not great and like that feels good it feels really good and it's really accessible. Well, and it's cool because a lot of people are listening. A lot of people have heard that record. Yeah. yeah. And he also, I think on Waits Giving in particular, really captures his live performance. I think what really sells me on Fishboy is his live show. Yeah. And like the. the and we're lucky to be able to see that so often. Yeah, like, exactly. We. We live right next to him, so yeah. we get to see it. And and the the record of Waits Giving just really captures the energy that you get from watching him live. Um, and also, like I, I I put this record on the other day, and um, I, I you know I was like just in a whatever mood. I was like, I'm gonna listen to this album, see what it does. And same thing as I was talking about with Illuminati Hotties, but almost the entire record, I was just like, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. I feel good, I feel good, I feel good. It's yeah. great. It's just it's it's such a it's such a like amazing like uplifting record i think and it's cool if you're from denton to listen to this record or if you live in denton but it's also yeah just it's a great it's, record it's because... loaded with references that, yeah that you'll catch as like a bonus but it doesn't like you don't have to keep have anybody that. from it's it. not yeah. a prerequisite yeah. yeah because it's just a universe in and of itself yeah and we're super lucky we're really we got we've had two conversations with him before and it i feel comfortable talking with eric you know when i go to a show so like really like that's not why we're picking the album, but it like it's great that he's an awesome dude, and like thank you for making uh you know records that really make that that idea of like hey just create just because like no one's listening doesn't mean it's not worth yeah 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 so uh yeah I think that, that that's kind of where we're wrapping up um it's been another year twenty twenty two is coming up uh. I'll let Hagen uh, do the uh, all the um, the normal thing. I yeah. mean, we we do want to mention we're going to be taking a little bit of a break, two weeks off for the holiday. Yeah. Two weeks off, uh, yeah. or not for the holiday really, but just the end of the year of us being like, 
after this episode we're gonna have yeah. a two-week break and then we'll be hitting it back yeah yeah um so yeah so we'll be we'll be taking those two weeks off and then we're gonna hit it hard but really the biggest thing is to we want to thank uh you the listeners for listening um whether it be this year or just this episode or whatever it might be um thank you so much you know we would do this podcast i think if it was just us talking in the room anyway and only my mom listened um but we <laughs> we love all of we our have listeners. we have done that yeah yeah <laughs> we love all of you so much and we really appreciate you guys for listening that list of uh album of the years that we got you know way bigger than last year so we really appreciate it um i know there's more of you out there so if you feel like ah, i wish i had put it in next year you'll have a chance and also you can just email us like topic ideas and if you want to tell us a shout out tell us what you're listening to that we haven't you know talked about too i think that would be cool because yeah we've definitely like missed a lot of these albums of the year that people sent in that i don't think any of us had mentioned at all so. yeah and 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 really do please uh, email us and uh, uh you can, you can email, email us. anything at yeah anything at don'tfeedtheartist.com so, also it'd be cool if if you try to do something really creative with the email because adam has let us know that we can see what you write so yeah, we, we can, can see we can what shout you, those out you, on the episode you type too. in at don'tfeedtheartist.com yeah yeah so, so if you email fuck jackson oh. or fuck hagan or fuck adam or fuck dave <laughs> the way dave just explained that i was like adam let us know that if you send us a message we can, we can see read it, it. we I was can like, see it like seriously it's i was sitting there like email it's, it's okay like, what it's not just fuck, you dave? it's not just you because dave mentioned on the, on the way down here and he was like, yeah, we can see what's in the email. And I was like, yeah, fucking no, man. I was just saying, no, I didn't, I, I didn't say that out loud, but no. I was thinking to myself, Dave like, looks I so asked, fresh. I was like, I asked, no, I know. can we tell what they send it to? You asked, can we tell what they said? Yeah. No. And then I was like, oh, fucking course we can. But I didn't say that out loud. And I was like, <laughs> I know, so I know what they Son of a bitch. So if you send, I knew e- what you meant. <laughs> if so. you send an email to Dr. Pepper is my savior at don't feed the artist.com. We'll know uh, that's the email. You we'll used. know that's the email you, that you sent it to. And we'll, we'll, we'll read that aloud. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <Bunch of> assholes. <laughs> so seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it really does. It really does mean the world. Um, if you don't already, you know, Please, please follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using. Um, it, yeah, and if, if you want to listen to this on your uh, Alexa, you can do that now. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 can, can, you said the name. Well, that's fine. Alexa, listen to Don't Feed the Artist. That's hey, a, there it is. It's a cardinal sin. <laughs> uh, so you can do that now. Um, and if you follow us or subscribe, you can, you'll get notifications when we release new episodes like we will in two weeks from now. Um, and uh, if, you, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a little five-star review, and that does uh, help us out a whole lot. Um, so thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. Happy 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up the year with a hit that space bar. Yeah.